welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 869. Crin shrugged helplessly. We weren't friends, really. She's just Ellie Anwater, the mayor's daughter. It sure was a long walk today, I continued speaking in the same easy tone. How do your feet feel, Crin? Crin continued to watch me with her serious dark eyes, a little sore. Mine too. I can't wait to get my shoes off. Are your feet sore, El? No response. I fed her another bite. It was pretty hot, too. It should cool off tonight, though. Good sleeping weather. Won't that be nice, El? No response. Crin continued to watch me from the other side of the fire. I took a bite of soup for myself. This is truly fine, Crin, I said earnestly, then turned back to the vacant girl. It's a good thing we have Crin to cook for us, Elle. Everything I cook tastes like horseshit. On her side of the fire, Crin tried to laugh with a mouthful of soup with predictable results. I thought I saw a flicker in Elle's eyes. If I had some horse apples, I could make us a horse apple pie for dessert. I offered. I could make some tonight if you want, I trailed off, making it a question. Elle gave the slightest frown. A small wrinkle creased her forehead. You're probably right, I said. It wouldn't be very good. Would you like more soup instead? The Barris nod. I gave her a spoonful. It's a little salty, though. You probably want some water. Another nod. I handed her the water skin, and she lifted it to her own lips. She drank for a long, long minute. She was probably parched from our long walk today. I would have to watch her more closely tomorrow to make sure she drank enough. Would you like a drink, Crin? Yes, please, Crin said, her eyes fixed on Elle's face. Moving automatically, Elle held the water skin out toward Crin, holding it directly over the fire with the shoulder strap dragging in the coals. Crin grabbed it quickly, then added a belated, Thank you, Elle. I kept the slow stream of conversation going through the whole meal. Elle fed herself toward the end of it, and though her eyes were clearer, it was as if she were looking at the world through a sheet of frosted glass. Seeing, but not seeing. Still, it was an improvement. After she ate two bowls of soup and half a loaf of bread, her eyes began to bob closed. Would you like to go to sleep, Elle? I asked. A more definite nod. Should I carry you to the tent? Her eyes snapped open at this, and she shook her head firmly. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. And Jeremy, Jeremy is away. Where is he, Jordana? Uh, he is being forced to eat horse apple pie, which he, I'm sure, hates. Yeah, I, I imagine anybody would, Jordana. Have you ever had horse apples? I didn't even know they were a thing. I thought he was making it up. Oh, no, they have them in Toronto. You can find them by the side of the road in the summertime, usually. Aren't those just crab apples? No, no, no. They're usually, uh, they're a bit darker than crab apples, a little bigger. They have kind of a pungent smell. Huh. Yeah. 
I don't know but, if I believe you. I no, they're decide. they're a real thing. Usually, when uh, when the cops take their horses out, you know how they have like horse cops who take their horses okay. out in the summertime. You, you know what? I see what you're doing, but yeah. I just looked up horse apples, and they are in fact a real thing. They are called Osage oranges. Apparently, I probably is pronouncing that. Anyway, apparently, if you look up horse apples, that's a horse apple. Okay, hang on, because now we need to have a whole conversation. Oh, interesting. So I was sure that horse apples were like cow pie, uh, a poop. Uh, and I thought that Quoth was like doing a bit. Because he said horse shit. Yeah, and he's talking about like cooking poop in order to make jokes around Elle to draw her out of her reverie. But based on the fact that these horse apples come from the South Central United States and Patrick Rothfuss is from the United States... I don't actually know where in these states Wisconsin is. Yeah, no, he's, it's it's a flyover state, so it's like uh, it's, it's a central state for sure. There you go. So yeah. South Central United States is where the horse apples live, and uh, Central United States is where Patrick Rothfuss lives. So he has maybe in his lifetime come across horse apples. Yeah, very likely they are apparently inedible even by animals, including horses. Um, yeah, so I'm color me shocked because I was sure like. 100% sure that this was a poop joke. Well, it may not be a poop joke. It may be a poop joke, but it may not be a poop joke, so. Uh, yes, Schrodinger's poop joke. Until it is verified, it is simultaneously a poop joke and not a poop joke. I wonder why they call them horse apples. Well, I guess because the idea being that only a horse could eat them, but not even a horse could eat them, it turns out. I There's a picture of them in a grocery store. Oh, maybe oh, maybe you oh can them. there's that's so funny. It says fresh produce, and then someone wrote in pen on it, do not eat. It's for keeping spiders away. <laughs> not even the spiders will eat the horse apples. That's very funny. Yeah, so it must be a thing. It must be that they're like naturally unappetizing and pungent or something. Well, I learned something today from my own podcast. Um, however, there is also a reference to horse apples as horse poop. So. You know what? I don't know. What, on the internet? Yeah. Huh. It's well, like several rows down, but it's there. Could be. Could be. Both equally plausible. Like most things Rothfuss put in this whole sequence, uh, seems plausible. I, I suppose the only thing I want to talk about is that, you know, I see what Quoth is doing here. He's trying to draw L out by... Uh, oh, also, so before I get into that, he's he's renamed her. And this passes without notice, but after he refers to her as L... Or perhaps he has simply named her. Yeah, well... Rather yeah. than being a renamed, he, like, found her name. Yeah, that's perhaps true. But uh, after he calls her L, the narrator refers to her as L, certainly for the rest of the page, and I think through the rest of the chapter, into the next chapter. Um, yeah, throughout the rest of the time she's in the book. So that means that when she her, reconnects with the people in the town that she needs to reconnect with that they also call her L? No, they call her Ellie, but narrator quote refers to her as L throughout. Huh, interesting. That is interesting. And I also, uh, apparently it's it's like a technique when dealing with trauma to say the person's name over and over to help bring them back to themselves. Um, you know, again, I don't know how true that is. Uh, this certainly feels true the way that it's presented in the book, but I do think that it's, it's uh, a little bit, I don't know. It's, 
I don't know if it works this way, right? Like it seems pretty convenient that within the space of a page, uh, it's you know proven that that quote our most special boy can bring is, back is yet a, again most special. <laughs> yeah, who can bring back someone from the point of Catatonia with his uh, japeries and poop jokes, which you know, it'll be, it's a book, it's a story, it's it's a nice. And he studied at the Medica. Maybe they have some kind of trauma response thing there. Maybe he knows what he would have wanted to see after he was traumatized. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm not. I'm not criticizing it. It's just you know, it's our bailiwick to do this close reading. And so where I will land, I suppose, is that while it feels like it might be legitimate, it might not be legitimate. I wouldn't use this as a uh, guidebook for dealing with trauma, that's for sure. Yes. Well, I mean, there are actual books for that. It's true. (laughs) And you know what? As far as these things go, I feel like this is a pretty positive uh, representation of how to handle traumatized people because he's not judgmental. He's not, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't hurry her. He, he lets her have agency. You know, he asks her questions and he respects her answers. Like at the end of this page, you know, he's asking, yeah. he's not saying like time to put you to sleep. He's asking her like, would you like to go to sleep? And she says, yes. And then he is, would you like me to carry you? And for reasons that should go without saying, she goes like, no, but it's, I think it's, it's worth something that he uh, gives her that option and then respects it. Yes. Yes. That's good. Tis good. All right. So we had our conversation about poop. We had our <laughs> conversation about trauma responses. What else should we have a conversation about today, Jordana? I mean, I feel like that's kind of all that's on this page, but <laughs> it's just, we've covered it. Poop and trauma responses. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the full gamut. Yeah. It's a full service here on Page of the Wind. I mean, it's nice that he got a bit of a laugh out of Crin. She's warming up to him. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I kind of read this as Crin like playing along for Ellie's sake. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, would she have? Wouldn't she have like waited till she'd eaten the soup then? I guess so. Or maybe I don't know. I, I feel like if I always come back to like how how would an actor play this if it was in a movie? And I think one way you would do it is that you'd even if it's not in the text in the lines, you could have the actor play it like she's understanding what Quoth is doing and she's starting to play along. Like maybe maybe play up the uh, maybe play up the like the comedy the physical comedy of like spitting out your doing a spit take. Mm, I see, I see. And I like to read Crin as that perceptive, right? Like even though Crin is traumatized too, I like to read her as like having a you know keeping a cool head and and she has all all of her wits about her still. So yeah, and like being able to take care of Ellie is uh, it's very nice. So let's uh, read a letter here. Maybe the last of the commentary on the fake rub, but uh, we'll see. This is from Manuel, who writes on page 853, Quoth and the fake rub. Greetings. I think that Quoth has decided to kill the fake rub before seeing the kidnapped girls. I believe he had decided to kill them immediately upon meeting them. The reason for doing so was that they killed and replaced the rub that originally had the wagons and stole everything they had for themselves. It is really the only explanation these non-rub could have for possessing them at all. I doubt the Ruck could ever sell or give away their combination home vehicle stage. Perhaps he even recognized these exact wagons as belonging to a troop he met when he was a child. Regardless, all the foreshadowing is happening because Innkeeper Quoth is telling a story, and he is, after all, a giant ham that is utterly devoted to proving his own cleverness. The reason for the broken circle that comes later was likely just to let any other family know that these were not bruh, not to be missed, not to be mourned. Signed, Manuel. The other thing that this 
letter kind of clues me into is that we're only two books into a three book series and he has to set up new stuff. Like maybe some of this stuff here that's in this book is there to set up something, you know, maybe because this is the first time we've heard about the broken circle and it sure seems like this is like a reasonable time to give us that information. But what if he's setting up something else? What if like Quoth meets somebody who has the broken circle or like Quoth encounters, you know, a body that has the broken circle on it later, he's going to want to investigate, right? Like this might also be, it the could first be appearance of something. Yeah, this could actually all be set up for something. I think we posited that this is the one-two punch, potentially, like this sequence of Quoth dealing out uh, righteous justice and fury might be foreshadowing or setting up like a similar situation later. And it might be more than that. It might be like the Broken Circle thing is also part of the uh, part of the uh, one-two punch for something else. And I think it's likely that he decided to kill them. I don't know. I can't get rid of the idea that like he's he's sort secretly of like evil. <laughs> not, no, not secretly evil, but just that like with his study of the Lathani, he has like a newfound kind of like belief in himself that what he thinks is right is justified, not just like morally by his own standard, but also by the fact that there's this philosophy about right action guiding his uh guiding his, his path, his journey, um, and like maybe justifying his decisions after the fact. We've talked a little bit about like what would happen if you had dark Adam who were t- twisting the teachings. Um, you know, we don't have Jeremy here to, to say no to me also, which is nice. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it goes unremarked on in the text. And I think that it's an interesting read to kind of be like, does Quoth... What does Quoth think about his newfound power? And he's he starts to have the uh, the aftershocks of his act throughout this chapter and the next. So he doesn't really engage with what I'm talking about, but it's not like he's unmarred by this experience. So that Indeed. I think speaks to you know another view of that where he is in fact not just like I am right. I can do all this killing and it's good because the Lathani says so. But listeners, you should listen to this podcast tomorrow. It is right and good because the Lathani says so. What's that podcast called, Jordana? Page of the Wind. I stole it. I stole it all from you. You stole it all. You stole it all from me. It's mine. You're going to get the broken circle, Jordana. It's the broken the broken uh, headphones. Maybe you will get the broken circle because I said the whole word. It's, ooh, 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 ooh. Broken headphones. It's, it's, the, <laughs> no! the mark, it's the mark that you carry for betraying the podcaster's trust. Oh no! You can never podcast again. You'll have to get a real it should be job. Like a broken, like, like a broken microphone. <laughs> yeah, the broken microphone, the broken record. There we go. Oh yes, that's good. Yeah. The broken record. Brought it together. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, lean in for the brand, Jordana. Here it comes. No. 